Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee. It's a taste of San Antonio coffee here in South Texas from a local grocery store called H-E-B, wonderful coffee. Hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. And that's what we do here. We drink a really good cup of coffee and we talk about Jesus, the freedom that we have and how that can apply to every area of our lives. So glad you are here. Thank you for joining us. We we just started a series uh, this week on addiction and the addictive behaviors. And we started off with with just the way we approach it from a from a Christian perspective, from a biblical perspective, and how how that can you know just impact every area of our lives, and how I you know kind of presented that there is this uh, idea out there that we would never say it, but that the lie is is that Christ really uh, is not enough for these addictive behaviors. That we need more. We need a recovery program, or we need a twelve step, or we need something plus Jesus. But he's not sufficient, and that was the main lie, that Christ is is not enough to get free, that it's really ultimately up to us. We need more than what God has provided through Christ, uh, and then we've got to be able to carry it out through whatever program or counselor or book or whatever. Instead of those being wonderful resources that God may provide us along the journey— If we look to those, that's where I want to distinguish it here again. If we look to those as our hope, as our source for freedom, then we're going to be disappointed because there has never been a book, there's never been a recovery program, there's never been a counselor that set anybody free. If the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. That's a really great question, a point there, because it says if, if the Son has set you free. Well, do you have Jesus? If you do, and you have Christ, then you have everything you need for freedom. You've already been set free free. So we talked about that, and and again, as I prefaced it last time, this is not uh, coming out of a critical viewpoint of that. It's just I tried all of these things. I mean, I could probably give you a list of, I don't know, 25 to to 50 things that I tried, tried it all, pretty much every program I can think of except for maybe a treatment center to deal with a 20-year addiction to pornography. And so um, try, I feel like I tried it all from the standpoint of programs and, and, and recovery type uh, systems, and nothing really produced long-lasting freedom. And so then at some point, I get to the place where I think that I'm not enough. I can't carry it out. I can't. I don't have what it takes. And that lying belief just comes in, well, this is just going to be now the, the something I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. This is just going to be my reality for forever. And when you get stuck in that, that's when, you know, lies keep people in bondage. And so when I was believing that lie, that was keeping me in bondage. And so the truth really will set you free. And so today I want to talk a little bit more about this, the, the effects of this, because it does go deep. And if we continue to believe this, that what God's provided through Christ, through the full, through the fullness and what he's accomplished through the cross and resurrection to set us free, to give us a new identity, to be the source of this uh, in dealing with these addictive behaviors, if we if we continue to believe that he's not enough, even though we may not say it out loud, if that's still part of our belief, then we're going to continue going at this the same way. And there's going to be effects. There's going to it's going to affect us in some way. And I want to mention three. There's probably more, but I want to mention three main ones that kind of affected me, and then kind of give you know just give some some biblical, uh, you know. Uh, some biblical verses to to um, to refute those, and so 
So the, one of the, you know, the first one, I'm, I'm just going to mention all three and then we'll go through. But the first one is that the effects of it is that we can get to a place where we are, we, th- we think we're lacking something. We believe we're lacking something. Um, and the second one is, and I, I did a podcast, a couple episodes on this, is we begin to identify ourselves by the behavior or by the addiction or even by the, the plan, the recovery plan. Uh, and, and then the third one is more of a message than, than an effect, but it's, it's the, basically the message that we get, well, you got to do whatever it takes. And you haven't done whatever it takes, and so then eventually it gets to a place where, well, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes. And so those, those are kind of the three I want to go to. But going back to the first one, that we are lacking something, and this is the belief that I eventually came to because, well, I, 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 you know, you're, you're telling me I'm free. You're telling me that I'm a new creation. I'm reading it in Scripture, but boy, I sure am not feeling it. I'm sure not acting like it. So I believed the lie that I was lacking. So if we come at this from a place of lack, I'm missing something. I'm missing freedom. I'm missing righteousness. I'm missing my new identity. I'm missing uh, something. Okay, I'm lacking something. This is where the self-improvement you know, programs come in. you got to improve yourself. you got to do something. You're not good enough as you are. So we've got to fix you. Well, no, Jesus already fixed, took everything to fix us, to change us. We've already been changed. Now what are we in process? We're in process to transformation, renewing of the mind. But we've been changed. At the core of who we are, we've already been changed. And we have everything that we need in Christ. We don't know it. That's the difference. That's where the renewing of the mind comes in. We don't know that we have everything we need, but we do. We, we've already, it's, it's, it, I've used this example before, but it's like, it's like the coffee in my cup. I've got the coffee in my cup, but if I don't know I've got the coffee in my cup, I'm not going to drink from it. But now I'm looking at my coffee in my cup. I've got it. It's in there. It's in there. But now do I, I can, I'm, now I'm invited to drink from it. I've already got it, but to experience it, I drink from what I already have. I don't have to go searching for coffee. I don't have to go looking for coffee. I've got it in there. It's just now I need to know that I got it in there first, and then I, got, I need to know that I can drink from it and taste from it, right? So that's the same with that. We've got the Spirit in us. We've got everything we need for life and godliness. I believed that I was lacking freedom for so long. I didn't understand freedom, number one. I thought freedom was just a behavior. It's not. It's just so much more. We're going to continue to go into this. I really want to take my time on this series because this is so important, and so many people are struggling, and there's so many belief systems out there about this. And again, as I always say, don't take my word for it. Go to these scriptures. Go to the ones I shared on the last episode. Continue to go to these scriptures and and engage God with this because you may have been struggling with this for a long time. I struggled with an addiction to pornography for 20 years thinking that I just... uh, I ultimately came to the conclusion that I was was not free. Number one, I was not free. Number two, I would never be free. And then number three, I had to go after freedom. So that was coming from a place of lack. I'm lacking. I'm missing something. I'm... I need to go out and do it and get it done, and not true. So, so here's a couple of scriptures for this that that will help to refute <laughs> the this this effect because the effect is 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 there. If I don't believe I'm free, and here's the thing: if it's only about getting free from a behavior, then that's the, that's not really to me. And that's one of the things I try to talk to guys about: is this is yes, that's going to be the product or the fruit will be the behavior transformation, but we need to know who we are in Christ and the life that we have in Christ already right now. That's the goal, that I can fix my mind on the, 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 my identity, that I'm a new creation, that I'm free in Him, 
and, and live out of that. That's the goal. That's the goal, to know everything I have, to know the coffee and the cup, to know the Spirit is within me. So here's one verse, uh, 2 Peter 1.3, and I've used these verses before because these verses have become more than words on a page. I used to read verses like this, and it was like I, I, I maybe knew about it, but God, so through, all this happens through the supernatural revelation of the Holy Spirit. So as the Spirit reveals this to you, then we have a choice. Do I accept it? Do I trust it? Okay, and as I trust that truth, as, as the Spirit reveals, that's when the renewing of the mind happens. That's when transformation happens. But I can choose to not trust it. My role is trust and dependence and faith. All those kind of go together, those three words. I, I trust that, well, okay, God, you say this. You say that I'm not lacking anything. Here it is, uh, 2 Peter 1.3. His divine power, that's the key, his divine power, has given us everything. Has he given us some things? No. It says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So it's his divine power. He reveals. What is he revealing here? He's revealing he's given us everything. Everything for what? Uh, Everything we need. So there's the word need. What do you need today? Well, according to this, he's already given you everything you need. Do we know that we have everything we need. Most of us don't, right? For what? For life. For life. Okay, that's the spiritual life, the life of Christ. We have everything we need for life. Okay, Christ came to give us life and give it more abundantly. That's what he's talking about. He didn't come to give us more blessings or more external things. He came us to give give us himself. That's the life. And godliness. So guess what? If you want to live godly, you've already got everything you need to live godly. Do you need to go out there and, and find some other thing that you need to? No, you've got it all in you, inside of you, by the Spirit, everything you need for life and godliness through what? Through our knowledge of Him, okay, God, th- uh, who called us by His own glory and goodness. He, that's, a, that's a phraseology of Him wooing us. He's called us. Matt, here's what you got. You got everything you need. He's continuing to woo us. Matt, you can go and try those other things, and, and, and I know that's what the world's telling you, and that's even what now Christianity is telling you, but, but Matt, you've got everything you need for life and godliness. So he reveals that by how, by how? His divine power, okay, his divine power reveals that, then my choice is to trust that. So God began to reveal, Matt, I've already set you free. You've got everything you need. Here's your new identity. Here's what I've done and accomplished both for you and to you, and as out, out of that, then... I have a choice. People, people are asking me all the time, what's my role in this? Well, if Jesus is sufficient, if he's done it all, what do I, what, what's my role? It's trust. It's faith. It's to believe him. It's to believe him. And I either am going to believe him or not, and the, the effect of, of me choosing not to believe, well, we already know what that effect's going to be. It's going to be continuing to stay in those lying beliefs. And I'm going to continue to stay in the bondage to those strongholds if I don't choose to trust the truth, which is Christ in me. So I've got it. I've got everything I need for life and godliness, and and it's his power, his divine power, the supernatural power of Christ in me that will continue to reveal. He's not going to be coming at this through condemnation. He's not saying, I'm waiting for you to get get this right. He's wanting to reveal and woo us. He's doing this by calling us, by wooing us through his divine power to say, Matt, you got everything. Now let's learn, let's mature, let's grow into what all you have in me. Okay, that's different than you're missing something, you're lacking something, you got to go find freedom 
all of that. Here's, here's one more scripture. This is Ephesians, uh, and Ephesians chapter 1, and I would encourage you to go through the whole thing of Ephesians chapter 1, especially if you want to know your identity, because it, the, the whole first chapter, at least the first part of it, is giving us our identity, telling us who we are. It's, it's talking about in Him all the time, in Christ, in Him, in Him, all that. But anyway, the verses, uh, Ephesians 1, 3, Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Uh, I, I did a research on the word every, and every means every. <laughs> means every. He didn't give you 75% of the blessings. He didn't give you 25%. So, oh, man, that guy's got 90% of them, and I've only got 10. Well, God must not like me very much. Oh, man, that, that person over there seemed like they got it all together. They must have gotten all the full, all the blessings of God. But, man, I'm sure, I'm sure waiting for some more blessings. Well, no. Guess what? Through Jesus Christ, okay, praise God. He says, first of all, Paul's saying praise God. Through Jesus Christ, guess what? He's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every, every spiritual blessing. We think of blessings, I think, most of the time more as good circumstances. If, if everything's good in my life, then that's the blessings of God. Well, no. The blessing, we've already got actually all the blessings because we've got the full blessing of Christ, which is in us already. And so does God want bad for us? No. He's not the author of evil, not the author of bad. But we live in a fallen world. We live in a broken world. And so the reality is, though, we have everything, every spiritual blessing. Do you think you're missing or lacking something today? I want to encourage you to go to these scriptures because this is very clearly teaching us and telling us that we have everything we need, including everything we need already to deal with addictive behaviors. It's like if you, I'm trying, I was just thinking of this right now. It's like if you are a mil, you know, military person and they're getting ready, you're getting ready to go into battle. And all of a sudden, you're getting ready to face the battle. All of a sudden, you're like, oops, I forgot my backpack, or I don't have, my, don't have all the weapons that I need, or don't have all the, the stuff that I need to, to face this battle, to face this. Well, then there's the belief right there, oh boy, I'm lacking something. But if you come up to the battleground, and you know you've got it all, you're packed to the brim, you've got, every, you've got everything you need, you've got it all, then you're, what's that going to do for you? That's going to give you confidence, not in your ability, but you've got the equipment, you've got what you need to fight the battle. And that's it. You've got it right now, whatever that battle is for you, whatever the struggle is. You have already know you've been fighting this for so long that you, you have gotten to a point where you think you're missing something. And that's why maybe you've pursued so many counselors or books or other resources to find that source of freedom when you've already got the source of freedom. You've already got it. You just don't know that you have it. It's living in the already. That's what I, that's what I, that's where this is. It's, it's, I've already got these things. And as, as God began to show this to me in love and grace and wooing me to this, I still had a choice. And there were times where I didn't choose it because I was still living out of my feelings. I was still living out of my behaviors. I was still identifying myself by those things. But that I still had a choice, and as God continued to reveal, continued to reveal, the renewing of the mind took place, and those lies were broken because then now it was what the truth—the truth never changed. The truth, I still had it all, but I wasn't experiencing it. I wasn't living from it. I wasn't drawing from the life of Christ. I was trying to find another resource, a recovery plan, a book, whatever, and it just—I would just—it just wasn't happening. And so, um, so as I began to believe and trust that I did have everything I needed for Christ, in Christ, 
that was a game changer. It just was a complete game changer. And, and the behavior began to, and here's where it's frustrating, I know, the behavior began to transform lastly because it's an inside-out transformation. You can do all the self-helps and all those kind of things, and you can get some behavior change. But you'll still, in some ways, be living in lying beliefs because it's all externally focused, behavior management, lust management, and that never works long term. You may get some results, but if you're looking for long-lasting transformation, the product of this, the, 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 the fruit of this, is the fruit of the Spirit, as they say, the fruit of the Spirit is, is experiencing your freedom. It's experiencing this peace, this life, this, this love, this, all of the... the the you know the the fruit of the spirit that's talked about in Galatians we experience this by through through trust through faith through dependence and that's the result is now that I'm behaving in alignment with what's already true of me I'm behaving in in that way and so so that, that that's just so you're not lacking anything brother and sister in Christ you've got it all in Jesus the second one is that we we identify by the behavior or the addiction. And so I did. I kind of did a podcast on that, but this is this is just so so much of a, what I see even in Christian Christianity it is is we can shift the way we say this. I think of of I'm a new creation in Christ, um, but I do have a struggle with uh, you know uh, with this this addiction. Okay, and we it's, it's how we say it. It's I have this struggle. I think we need to keep the struggle first. Say, you know, I have this struggle because I'm not identified by it, but I'm a new creation in Christ. Okay? Uh, I have this uh, fleshly behavior that I, that I want to be honest about, that I want to deal with, but I have everything I need for life and godliness. Uh, I have this ongoing sin pattern in my life, but I'm not going to be shamed by it because God is not bringing shame onto me. There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. So I don't have to identify. I can admit that's where the freedom comes. I can admit... The struggle, I can admit the the issue and be freed in that. We're going to talk about that too, about getting to this place of being really brutally honest about it. I can be honest about it, talk about it with someone, and then still focus on truth. I don't have to live in that first part of it. Well, I'm I'm struggling, so I'm just that's just me. I'm just a struggle. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just a I'm just a whatever. Okay, and so. So that we don't want to stay there. We want to stay. We want to focus on what the new identity is, the new creation. So it's both and. I can admit the. I can admit the, the struggle. I can admit the lying belief. I can admit all of that, and then also focus on truth. It's both. It's not either or, because if I stay on one side of it, fixing well, I'm just. This is just the struggle. It's going to be me the rest of my. Then we then we actually believe that that's we are the struggle. We are the addiction. I'm just an alcoholic. I'm just a, whatever. And no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. You've been set free by the blood of Jesus. You're free indeed. That's where you can focus and also admit the challenge. And so we can be free in that. We can be free to 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 say it because. Um, because that's not the, that's not the truest thing about us. That's this is where Second Second Corinthians five seventeen comes in. It's, it's, it's if if anyone is in Christ, there's a, they're a new creation. The old things have passed away. The new things have come. The old man has passed away. The new man has come. That's that can be my focus. The old me, the old uh, sin identity is dead and gone. It's never coming back. I don't have to identify myself by that, and I don't have to identify myself by my behavior because God doesn't. 
He's taken me out of the old man and put me into the new man. Now I'm learning about the new man and I want to walk as the new man because I already am the new man. That's completely different. Men, if you're listening to me, you are the new man. And now we're growing and maturing up and to be the men that God's already said that we are. And then we're now, we, are, we choose to walk as this new man because we already are the new man. Okay, so that's different than, well, I'm just really struggling with this addiction. Boy, I sure don't, it doesn't feel like the, the old man is dead and gone. It doesn't feel like I'm dead to sin or dead to any of this. And I, I've just got to get through this. No, it's, it's, already, it's already happened. It's already taken place. You're, you do not have to identify yourself by your behavior. And that's the effect of this. The effect of the addiction lies, well, I, this is now just who I am, and I have to be in recovery for the rest of my life. Okay. Now, God's renewing our minds the rest of our We're in process, absolutely, the rest of our minds. But we don't have to live out of an identity of either or, my behavior in a destructive way or my behavior in a more positive way, because it's all focused on my behavior. And that's just nothing more than the flesh, positive or negative. And we've said this before, and I'm going to do, do, a, do a part on this. You can't change the flesh. The flesh is the flesh. It can't be cleaned up, changed, manipulated, any of that. It's, it's just the flesh. And whether it's positive flesh or negative flesh, all of those kind of fleshly patterns, it's still focused on self, what I can do. Just let me figure this out. And that's, that's where it is. So embrace your identity. Embrace your new creation. Uh, and then the third one, the third effect of this is then that ultimately we are told that we just got to do whatever it takes. So at some point then, and, you, and you, maybe you've tried it, maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't even tried anything yet, so you haven't done whatever it takes. But if you have, which like me, I, at some point I, I felt like I had done whatever it took. I couldn't do it. I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I wasn't committed enough. I wasn't strong enough. I, wasn't, I was too weak. I was whatever. I, was, I, I just wasn't faithful enough to be able to carry out the plans, the programs, the steps, whatever they were. And so then because of that, the message went from, well, you got to do whatever it takes to now, well, I don't have what it takes. And so that just fed into the unworthiness identity that I already had. I was already feeling unworthy. So now, well, I don't have what it takes to do this. So, well, there must be something wrong with me. I can't get this done. And actually, that was actually in some ways a good place to be because I was never intended to get it done in the first place. It was going to be, this is what was leading me to understand that Christ was more than sufficient to deal with this because he had already set me free from it. I didn't know it. He was more than enough, more than sufficient in now allowing me to experience this freedom that I already have. And so, um, so if, if that's the mentality, if that's the messaging that you've got, gotten to do whatever it takes then it's, it's, at some point you may think, well, I just don't have what it takes. And I want to encourage you that actually in some ways that gets a good place to be because we have to come to the end of the self-sufficiency. We have to come to the end of the, I can do this, I can get this done. You have to actually get to the place where no, where Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do it, but it's through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. Uh, and so when you get to that point, then that, that takes away all these external resources as the source. They can be helpful tools now, but they're not the source of it. And now it's Christ in me. Christ in me, I have your power source, your strength, your life in me to deal with anything that comes my way. So how do we move forward in this? I just want to kind of end today. I wanted to make this shorter today. How do we move forward in this? Well, we, we, it's, it's, it, all, it comes down to the difference between what 
how or who. Am I living and dealing with this addiction? Am I trying to pursue a what? Give me the message. Give me the give me the the program. Give me a how or like a how to. Okay, the how to. Give me the how to plan. Give me the how to book. Give me the how or a who. The person of Christ. And I know this is challenging because we want to be told what to do. Tell me what to do. Give me the five steps to say no to pornography. Give me the whatever. The, give me the plan. Give me the. And yet you can go to ten different resources and find 10 different steps or 10 different plans. This worked for me. This worked for me. And, 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 and what worked for me ultimately was Christ himself. It was a who. It was not a how to. It was a who. So how do we move forward in this? Well, I believe we move. First of all, we've got we've to see how we've been dealing with it, number one. Uh, how we've been dealing with it the way the world's been dealing with it, through behavior modification, through behavior management. Um, or have we been dealing with, or or are we invited to deal with this the way Christ has already dealt with it through the cross and resurrection and what He's done to set us free? You know, in Romans seven twenty four, Paul goes through this whole diatribe of, you know, um, he's do, he's talking about the law and being able to carry out the law, but then he finally gets to this place where he sees, he asks, "Who will set me free?" That's a significant question. He doesn't say, "What will set me free?" or "How will I be set free?" No. He doesn't say what you do will set you free or who you follow or what book you read or what. No, he says, who will set me free? And then he answers it, thank, thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ has set me free. Right? Only a person can do this, and I want to leave you with this. Only a person can set you free from this addiction. Uh, these, these steps can definitely be, these steps, the recovery plans on it can definitely be helpful advice, and they can be definitely helpful um, but any any time that we are believing or thinking that we need anything else to deal with addiction, to be a good Christian, to whatever, um, we've bought this into this lie that we need something more than Christ, that he's ultimately not sufficient. But we're complete in him. We've already got everything we need for life and godliness. He's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. You cannot get any more blessing and anything more than what Christ has already given to you. Now it's learning to Him. So now we look to Him. So how do we move forward? You look to Him. You focus on Him and what He has done. I would encourage you to go to these verses and focus on what He has done, because we're going to go through some more verses, especially in Romans 6, and and, and what He's done to, to you. And then we're invited to believe truth. So how do we move forward? Truth is revealed, but now... We have the choice to trust it, to trust it. And we don't have to believe the lie that oh, I got to go shape, shape myself up. I got to get my act together. No, because actually, according to Scripture, uh, the, old, the old you, as we just read in 2 Corinthians 5.17, was already crucified. And Galatians 2.20 says the same thing. The old you was crucified. You don't have to do something to the old you because the old you has already been killed off. So if we try, we're still trying to shape up the flesh, we're trying to shape up the old man, they're not even there. The old man's not there. The flesh is still there, but the old man's not there. We can't do anything, and we can't do anything to improve the flesh, which cannot be shaped up. There's nothing in the flesh that can be improved. So God took care of the problem with the old man. He killed it off. The flesh is still coming at us, but it's not us. The flesh is, and we'll go into this, it's the old ways of getting life apart from Christ. So how do we move forward? We focus on Him. We focus on what He's provided. We focus on 
the fact that we are already new creations, that we're holy, righteous, blameless, we're in Christ. Christ is, is in us, and Christ is our life. And freedom is now our birthright, Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that Christ has set you free. It's your birthright. You have it now. As a child of God, you've got freedom. It's finished. Focus on the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's how we move forward. And then we trust. We make choices out of, out of truth. We make choices to believe truth or not. And as we believe truth, God shows himself to be trustworthy, and then transformation takes place. It takes place in our beliefs and mind first, and then it flows through into our behavior. And behavior will change. As I began to believe truth, behavior changed. As I began to focus on the finished work of Christ, behavior transformed. That's what was transformational for me. That's what was long-lasting transformation, and that's the same is true for you. So I would encourage you to go to these verses. I would encourage you to believe the truth that it is finished, and you have the fullness of freedom, and you have everything you need right now for life and godliness in dealing with whatever the struggle is. You have it right now. You can choose to trust that and depend on that and believe that because it is true. That is the freedom journey. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Please reach out to us. Uh, we do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and mentoring on your own freedom journey. We do have a men's group uh, that meets once a week. And also, we're excited to announce that we've got a new resource coming out, a new devotional that's going to be coming out here real soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, uh, we're excited about this new uh, resource that we have for you. But as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.